0: I'm Coastley. I'm a writer and mama four living in the Bay Area. I love talking about creativity, tech, motherhood, and the things that make my life a little bit easier and more beautiful. It's Little Things, the podcast for women who never want to stop learning. It's been a long time, like, wow, since February. Um, and now it's September of the same year, and I actually thought I was retiring the podcast, um, but I just had this weird experience um, that I want to talk to you about. I, my phone died, like, a week ago. Um, just out of nowhere, and I had to buy a new phone overnight because, um, I needed it for work. Um, I didn't think about it, um, but my husband luckily did, but he grabbed some saved audio files that I had on my phone that weren't anywhere else, and then today, um, he sent that over to me in email, and I just listen to them. Um, there weren't that many. There were like 10, around a minute long each. Um, but I'm like sitting outside in our car in our driveway. (laughs) I just went to a thrift store by myself, um, and didn't do bedtime. I just really needed to, to have some space and time for myself. Um, Anyway, I I just drove home, um, saw the lights were still on, and that um, my husband was playing uh, Pokemon with the two older boys and was, like, pulled in the driveway and was like, I can't go in yet. Um, So I started responding to emails, and then I saw my husband's email. um, And then started listening to these audio files. um, And I just... Yeah, I I don't know, like it just feels so emotional. So I had just remembered, so I had written a blog post about this like years ago, but I have this friend named Natalie Clay and when we lived in Brooklyn, I remember her making a comment at church um, where she said, um, at the time she and her husband were sharing an apartment in a brownstone in Brooklyn um, with their three little kids and sleeping in one room um, and you know a lot of families do that um, but that's not easy anyway she had said that on some nights you know it was pretty difficult to get them all asleep um, and there was something in her that wanted so desperately to like remember that that was actually an amazing time and that one time in the future, soon, it would be gone. She didn't want to forget it, even as hard as it could be sometimes. So she would just grab her phone, and without the kids knowing, like, click on a video, a voice recorder on her phone and actually record the bedtime process of her reading to them, saying prayers, whatever, them just talking, the kids kind of like fighting, whatever. And then eventually them falling asleep one by one She had just said, even, you know, this was them still living in that apartment, like, that those audio recordings had already become so special, even a couple weeks, a few months, six months, a year after she had recorded them, her kids were no longer the same kids that they were a year prior. So, even hearing their little voices and the words they mispronounced incorrectly and the way that they fought with each other and kind of kicked each other and. The questions that they asked and the background sounds of their home, like all those things meant something to her and she didn't realize in the moment that they would, but later on they really did. So ever since I heard this story, I have done this with our little kids so I, whenever I think about it, um, will just grab my phone and turn on the audio and like record 15 seconds here or a minute there. So I have recordings of, like, my kids falling asleep in the car and napping and them all snoring. Um, like, beautiful day in Berkeley and you can hear the birds chirping outside. And, like, people walking by, um, like a street sweeper going by. And I have other recordings of, like, nursing my babies when they're really, really little. Just the audio of it. Um, because that's just something that I never want to forget. Um, I have audio of us all, um, seeing our new house together, like, all running in and our kids running and exploring and making exclamations about how there's two sinks and they can't believe it. And a laundry room, and a downstairs, and um, you can hear the baby crawling around, making little sounds. Um, and I have recordings of me standing on the beach alone in um, Point Richmond, California, and just trying to be a little more at peace with um, the world that I had created of my own volition, (laughs) um, and just, like, yeah, I don't know, just, like, re- you know, listening to these after not hearing them for a really long time, I don't know if I've ever re-listened to them, I've just recorded them, and then they've just been on my phone, um, Something about listening to those again reminded me how powerful it was for me personally to um, to say to myself, you know, I want to make a podcast. Like, I who am I to do this? But, like, I just want to do this as a personal project and make it um, and write it and produce it in a very amateur way, um, but figure out how to do it all on my own um, and sort of make this thing when in the back of my head I'm telling myself like I don't have time to do this Um, but really over the course of that year and a half of making the podcast I took some breaks but it was almost weekly Um, that was just a really really fun experience I had so much fun making it I didn't care if anyone listened to it um, but people did end up listening to it, even people that I didn't know, <laughs> which is always like so fun and so exciting, um, and it never got huge, but it got a lot more downloads and listens than I ever imagined, um, and kind of still is, but, um, I think when, in the end of January when we decided we were moving from California, um to utah like a move is just such a big thing and then a move with four little kids is an even bigger thing and um there was a lot of outside pressure and a lot of things going on and i just kind of felt like oh, i can't do this like i can't give as much to what i need to be giving my all to so kind of put it on the back burner and it felt like the right thing but i've just been thinking about about it often and thinking of the people that I really connected to while I was making the podcast and the conversations that I had because of it with people that I knew, people that I didn't know, um, mostly women, not all moms, um, I was like, I don't know, I'm just kind of missing that, I feel like I'm kind of getting that elsewhere, but not as much as I would like and it's something that I feel like is missing in my life Um, I think another reason why I paused or you know tentatively ended the podcast was because I was I don't know I was concerned that the podcast I don't know if I was communicating enough about topics that I wanted to talk about instead of purely navel-gazing, and I actually had a few, like, middle of the night and early morning um, episodes of just, like, not being able to sleep and being so worried that I had just become self-indulgent and um, selfish and was basically... becoming like self-obsessed and thinking that I like was interesting enough to create a podcast where I was the main um person in it um so I think there was things I wanted to rethink in the way I was structuring the podcast and um so that's kind of why I was thinking I wanted to pause it too um It's also scary when something is growing and you're like, I don't know what I want to do with this. Like, I don't have a plan. And I tend to be... I mean, I feel like I'm a recovered perfectionist. But I think sometimes there's things where I'm like, oh, I don't know where this is going. It's not quite good enough. There had been a couple episodes that got... The audio got mixed up. And it was... It was so dumb. Like, it seemed... Like, I'm like, that's fine. Like, that happens and whatever. But, like, at the time, it was just so beyond frustrating, um, to me, and I felt so bad that I had inadvertently published episodes that, like, the, you know, like, the audio quality wasn't as good as it should have been, or something else had gotten messed up that I was like, oh, I don't even want to try to do it anymore. Like, I just wanted to give up, and I felt like, you know, I think I was really just creating an excuse to give up on it. Um but in the last, gosh, it's only been a month, so in the last month, um, something that I had been talking, I had been talking about the podcast, so it's been two years, um, like, has come to fruition, like, it's so crazy, and ever since it has, I've been like, I need to make a podcast episode about this, like, this is literally the thing that I, sorry, That I have been agonizing and striving and um, trying to sort out in my heart, in my brain, in my day-to-day life. Like, even since before I had kids, so for the last 10 years, you know. Um, And it, like, happened. I, like, found, I feel like the most, I feel like the most perfect job Fell in my lap, um, and I and I almost feel like it's because I, I like just gave in and kind of stopped um, trying to make things happen actually, and just um, like let it let it be and sort of gave it up to like a higher power and was like i don't know what will work um like so many of the opportunities that had come up i felt like they weren't gonna work they weren't gonna work for what i needed or what i wanted um i know that by sharing this i'm absolutely coming from a place of like total privilege <laughs> To even be able to preface talking about finding work with something like saying no to an opportunity or saying um, that I could even pass that that was even an option. um, That my income could be secondary. Like that's all, I know that that is all a privilege. However, I feel that that um, has, this has all been a gift and... Um, I do really I love supporting my family financially and um, it's something that I've always felt passionate about and excited about and I love what I do I love being a copywriter I love all the weird difficult, fun crazy freelance projects and people that have like somehow come all together and like helped me tell a story of being able to continue working and learning and growing while also conceiving birthing <laughs> um and raising for young children like I just think it's so wonderful and I'm so grateful and um so I want to tell you a little bit about this this job, um, and kind of how it happened. Um, I feel like often on this podcast, I'm sharing. You know, we talk about like this is the podcast for for women who love learning. <laughs> I know that's like a little that's like a little cheesy, but I when I thought of that, I was like, yeah, it sounds so like general, but I'm like. No, I would want to be counted among women who who love learning. Um, And there was something about the way that I was connected with this. Um, I'm so sorry. I'm, like, so um, just emotional. I I just feel really happy about it. (laughs) And I think really anxious to, like, talk about it. Um, I think it's just something I've been, like, doing and holding holding close like trying to feel it out a little bit but um I feel like I just want to share my happiness about it um because it's something that I've just connected with so many women um with who are stay-at-home moms and are so capable and talented and um but also overwhelmed and, but want to be the best mom they can, but also like really want to be bringing in additional income, um, and also be there as much as they can. Um, uh, so the way I found this is for months, I've had this, um, feeling that I needed to send an email. Like I need the thought kept coming to me. Like you need to send, I'm so sorry. You need to send an email to all the women that you've ever worked for, or with, or that you've admired from afar, or friends you've met at at all, or at other conferences. Um, friends within my immediate neighborhood, within my church network, within my stay-at-home mom network, friends that don't have kids, um, female acquaintances that um, I wish I knew better, um, women that I've interacted with and done small projects for, um, female uh, peers of my husband who I really look up to, um, bosses, That he's worked with. Anyway, I, like, finally came to a point. I don't know what happened. I just, um... I'm guessing it was, like, an especially difficult day or something. And, um... I think everyone had, like, crashed early. Kids had all gone to bed early. And had, like, a little more energy than normal. And was like, I'm gonna write the email. So I just, like, typed out an email, um... Basically saying hi, (laughs) we just, I just moved from um, Bay Area to Salt Lake City, Um, I'm looking for something new, like, I'm open for something new, this is my most recent work, I put together um, a Google slide presentation of my portfolio um, that my husband helped me design, and kind of linked to that, and was just kind of like, if you know of anyone or anything within your network of, like, anything in the, the kid, baby, parenting, women's lifestyle, um, startup space, like, please let me know. I love working on a small team. Um, my ideal would be to work 20 hours a week remotely for a company, like, just that I'm, like, really excited about. I sent this to, I ended up sending this to, um, a lot of people. (laughs) It was, um, really amazing to kind of go through and think of all the names of these women that I could send this email to. I don't think I realized, um, I mean, I don't sit down and like think through this, but like having to write Sit down and write this email, and then figure out who I was going to send it to. Was so amazing. <laughs> there were so many people I could send it to, <laughs> like real friends, um, people that did all sorts. I of worked in all have worked in all sorts of industry. People who haven't worked for years but have but had incredible careers before they had kids. Women who have tried to have kids and it never worked out. And so thrown you know, thrown themselves into their work. And have always been examples and mentors to me. And so respectful of my life choices. Women that are 30 years older than me women who are younger than me or my same age and like kind of hoping for something similar (laughs) something in like that sweet spot of where you do get to be there in the morning and evenings and for the key transitions during the day but like something that they can bring a solid second income in with um so anyway, I pulled together this email list, sent it, and then wrote, and then like I thought, I had thought of everyone, and then I was like, and they more names just kept coming to me, so I sent a second email to another fifty or sixty women, and within minutes was getting was getting so many replies people saying I wish I would have sent this email I think I had 10 people say this is the email I've been meaning to write good for you for just asking you know and I'm sure some people are like oh this is a little oh this makes me uncomfortable like <laughs> this person's directly asking for work um but I don't that's okay that's fine um but overall I mean the responses were super supportive. um, And beyond supportive, (laughs) I, within a couple of days, was talking to um, several different uh, founders of companies um, and seriously considering, like, how I would, could contribute to these teams in a real way. And within the course of six days, six from sending this email I had verbally committed to um, a position and the one of the craziest things about this is that these kind of decisions are are hard right like these things I mean if if your life cir- circumstances like put you in the position to say like yes like I need to say yes um i have never felt good about something like i felt good about this in terms of work like it was not there was not even a question everything just kept falling into place okay so i want to tell you the details about this specific job because i'm really excited about it um my husband's boss at airbnb um has left airbnb is now leading um, design at Lyft, um, which is an amazing company, and they have, like, (sighs) the most insane content team, um, and design team at Lyft, and it's mostly women, and it's, like, sounds so dreamy, um, anyway, I sent an email to this woman, and she was, like, I got an email pretty quick back, and she was, like, this is so crazy, I just went to yoga, with my friend this morning, and she actually asked me on the way back, like, hey, I need to hire a content strategist. Do you know any of anyone? Do you know of anyone? And she was like, well, off the top of my head, I didn't think of anyone, so I said no. And then she's like, and then I got into the office, and I saw your email, and I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I can think of someone. Um, so she immediately connected us. Said I sent an email to this um, person, and we started talking, um, just through email. Um, and then talked on the phone, and I had felt, like, when we started talking, it was like, oh, I feel like I know you already, and that's, I mean, I'm sure that just is her, like, she's just, like, a really amazing person and connects really well with people, but I was like, this is so crazy, like, the more I talked to her, I was just like, there's so much here that, um, is so similar to what I've done in the past, and, I just feel like there's so much potential with this team. Um, I was really excited about the products they were producing, and um, they already had this amazing cult following, and had done little to no marketing at all. Uh, Most of the people, their customers, were finding them was it was all organic, Um, word of mouth, which is like just amazing. it's this, the company is called Social Print Studio. I had never heard of it before. Now I don't know how I had never heard of it, except that they had never done any much marketing. Maybe that's how. Um, but it, the the current CEO, Tani, she bought the company a couple years ago um, from the founders who set up the company in 2011, it was originally called Printstagram. I had, ne- I think, I have had heard of that. They would print like your Facebook friends in like a collage, like on a poster, and then they would print your Instagram. And then, since remember, what, it was all square, so they would like put the white border so that you could print. Um, then it's kind of morphed into um, <clears throat> an app called Print Studio, and then the website is Social Print Studio, and you can print. Any of, your phone, any of your pictures on your phone, on your Instagram, on your desktop, very easily. Like from the app, from their website, and kind of on a variety of different mediums that are v- super delightful. So you can print prints of different sizes. You can get framed um, professional f- um, prints. You can get it on metal. You can get a, an ornament. You can get... A teeny tiny book with literally 24 pages in it. Like, it's so freaking cute. You can get, um, of course I'm, like, blanking now that I have to describe the things that you can get. But, like, you can base, and, oh, calendars and, like, a daily calendar where you customize each picture and then tear it off each day, right? And then use those as, um, prints so you can hang up. So there's all these adorable, like, photo products and like a ton of their audiences DIY people are super into DIY or if you're like planning a wedding it's a really affordable way to like create invitations because you can do greeting cards and postcards um, you can create like a, a sign-in book and your fo- beautiful photo album um, like a softcover hardcover or one that completely lays flat so all of this stuff is printed in California on recycled paper like certified recycled paper Um, super high quality, the color is amazing, you can customize everything, and it is like comparable quality to Artifact Uprising, but like at a small fraction of the cost. Like when I found out how much it, the the price comparison, I was like, oh, because we always have used Artifact Uprising, and I like them, and I've liked the prints and stuff, but they are expensive. But it's the same quality and, like, significantly less expensive. So when I started finding this out, it's was like, this is amazing. And then I talked to some of the, a couple of the other women that I'd be working with. And it's a women-led company. And every, it's a small team. There's only 10 or 11 of us. And we're all remote. It's a completely distributed team. There's people in California, in Washington, in minnesota now in utah and they just have the total like the remote team down like our workflow i was like this is perfect um so yeah like it is dreamy like i there's just a bunch of things with like logistics that just feel like i really fell into place um and I just feel so grateful and excited. Thank you for letting me like I mean I'm just like gushing about it. Um I won't probably stop talking about it. Um it's I already feel like it's becoming like I want to work somewhere where it feels like it can be um a part of my life and like have a really positive influence on me and my family and I already feel like from you know, I'm always interacting with this small team and it's just really exciting. Like, it's just really fun. Um, it's reminding me of working for Tubby Todd Bath Company, which I really loved. Um, it's reminding me of that. Um, but it's like the new me and like the grown-up version of me doing that. But it feels like like every time I turn around, I'm thinking, I, I just need to keep sending, I just want to keep sending emails to um the founder of tubby todd my friend andrea because everything i'm doing i know how to do because of working for her and working with her and um that experience of working with her and the chances that she gave to me and the um the freedom that she let me have with like really not a very much relevant experience like she just let me go for it in so many ways and like try things out and um was so supportive and I feel like (laughs) she gave me so much confidence and now I'm able to take that into this and I'm just like hoping that um I can like keep up with the excitement that I feel but Anyway, it's just amazing. It all just like grows and builds on each other. You know, like even if it doesn't feel like, oh, that's not exactly in line with what I used to do. There are so many connections of um, what I learned back then that I'm, and like even in past client work that I'm like, oh, I actually have done that. Like there's just these funny things where I'm like, like, oh, we need to, you know, work on the UX of the app. And I'm like, I don't know if I've, and then I'm like, oh yeah. Like I totally have helped write a few apps. I just forget um, because they felt so, um, random when I was doing them, and kind of unprofessional, but then you realize when you're working on, like, a really small team, it's kind of ran. it usually is feeling pretty scrappy and random, and no one really knows what they're doing, but you do learn from those experiences, and so I'm like, oh, I kind of, yeah, I do kind of know what I'm doing, um, to some extent, so, anyway very very exciting um I will do a future this is going on way too long already I will do a future podcast kind of like talking about the logistics of like how this is all playing out um one of the tricky things that (laughs) that's happened is that my husband has been traveling a ton more than we were thinking he would be when we when we moved um But I feel like we have that down pat, like, we're used to that. I don't love it, and he doesn't love it, but it's fine, and we've figured it out. Um, And he has a great job, so it's it's fine. But, like, that, um, on top of, you know, me working, I'm not at full time yet, but I am working a significant amount um, that displaces hours where I was doing things, like, I wasn't ever hanging out during the day, like, eating bonbons, (laughs) like, they, uh, sometimes I'm like overly optimistic and I'm like oh like I can work 20 hours a week without any like childcare. I can totally figure that out like I'll just like work from 5 until like 7:45 in the morning and then during the baby's like nap hopefully nap for two hours and then like at night after we go to the bed I'll just like get a couple more hours and like I remember like going to this going into this and like figure trying to like figure out okay like how would we make this work and my husband was like okay like and my friend Whitney too, she was like, she's like such a good um, person, like real talk, <laughs> she's like, let's, like you need to set, like set yourself up for success, like this is, you know, like this is a real job, like let's not, you know, she's like very sweet about it, but she knows me well, and she's like, you know, and having someone say like, no, like validate yourself, like this is a real thing, so like treat it like the real thing that it is, um, instead of kind of, pretending that it's just like this thing that I like fell into like no this is like a real thing which sometimes I'm kind of guilty of being like oh I just like found this like amazing job you know like oh it's so crazy or sometimes I even would feel like oh my gosh I just did this like kind of crazy bad thing like I just found this amazing job (laughs) like I'm feeling like like I have to pretend like it didn't happen or something it's weird um But, so it kind of went into it being like, I was kind of like, oh, I don't know if we even need that much childcare, and my husband's like, no. Like, we need, like, we have four kids, like, we need that childcare. So our oldest oldest ones are in school, full day school, and then middle one is in a full day preschool, and then little is, um, we have a nanny that's coming 12 hours a week and helping with the house and with him. Um, And, you know, it's, like, such a joke now. I'm, like, there's no way I could do this without her. Like, I mean, we would be doing it. It would just be, like, ten times more stressful. And I already feel like we're always, like, ten steps behind, but we would be, like, a hundred steps behind, you know? Um, So she has just been a godsend. and, And now I'm kind of getting what people say when they're, like, oh, wow, like, we have this nanny or this babysitter or, you know, these, like, people that are, like, helping you raise your kids and like helping you maintain your house and helping you create a spirit of order and calm and just another person to love your children like now I am getting that I don't think I ever really got that I think a few years ago I started started clicking more as I got to know um, nannies more personally at the playground and was like uh and like actually developed relationships with them and was like I love you so much, like, and I love, like, seeing them love the kids, their kids, during the day, you know, these kids, these kids that they're nannying, but that are actually, like, their kids during the day, like, seeing that love is so beautiful, and I feel like I'm kind of getting, just, you know, like, a small glimpse of that, and just feeling so appreciative. One, that we found the person that we found, um, that also just feels like it just, it fell into place at the 11th hour, I'm not kidding, two days before I started work, like, I, spent, you know, 30 hours on care.com trying to find someone and was not working out. And then this Saturday before I started work, like we met her, like it was crazy. Um, But having her has been just really amazing and makes me feel like I can do it, you know? And I just needed, I think I needed that outside support, um, especially when my husband's traveling um, to make it all work. So, anyway. I'm feeling super excited and peaceful, yet overwhelmed um, and very optimistic that every week I will learn how to um, juggle it a little bit better and become more efficient in my work. This is a side note, but one thing I love so much about working remotely, when I am working, I am working. When I am not working, I am not working. However, I get so excited I'm, like, thinking about it, but I don't think, you know, when I'm not with, you know, sitting in front of my laptop, but I don't ever feel guilty about that. Like, when I'm, I'm so efficient when I'm sitting at my laptop because every second counts. Um, I'm not, it's like, you know, like, it's just, like, not anything extra and whatever we share on Slack or in video calls, like we're all there and in it when we're in it, and I just, I love that. I love that. I think it creates, like, sort of this, like, intensity that I, like, really resonate with. Um, so, anyway, really excited. I'm, like, still sitting out in my car. This, is my husband's, we like, where are you? Um, it's beautiful outside and dark and the perfect beginning of fall weather, and these, like, storm clouds are moving in, and I'm just, like, feeling so happy that I finally recorded this podcast, that I've been feeling like I wanted to and needed to. I can't promise what I'll do with the podcast in the future. I don't know how it'll fit into, like, my life with these kids and these other things I love to do, and now, um, this work, but, in my dreams i would record one like every other week so i'm hoping to do that um if i record on my phone that's probably a lot more possible i can just sit out in the car and do this um i miss my cold closet in berkeley (laughs) it was cold but it was big enough for me to sit in and do this um with a sweater on (laughs) um anyway thank you so much for listening i'm here don't delete little things off your phone I exist. Little things exist. I'm on Instagram at coastwriter K-O-S-W-R-I-T-E-R. Did you know that I chose that handle because it sounds like Ghostwriter, And I... No, not not because I've done ghostwriting. That would be smart. No. Ghostwriter because I literally was like, Oh, remember Ghostrider when you were little? I mean, watch it. And the Blob episode. I was just, like, getting all nostalgic about watching Ghost Rider with my little sister, I was like, oh, that's a good pun, like, I should do that as the handle, and then later, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's, like, the same thing as, like, me choosing the email address, like, PBS 1000, when I was 12, on my 12th birthday, like, I was, like, loved PBS, <laughs> like, only watch TV on PBS, and, like, chose that, anyway, Ghostwriter. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm not, I haven't been blogging much, but I'm mostly active on Instagram and Facebook is sort of dead to me. So I'm not so much on Facebook, not so much into, into that. Um, but I am on Instagram. If you want to follow me there, I'm also on Twitter coast, uh, writer there too, if you want to follow me and I would love for you to email me and I want to follow you too. I have made so many friends from people messaging me on Twitter or sending me emails, asking me about how to get into copywriting or content strategy. And I love, love, love that. Um, So send me an email. My email is uh, coastly, that's my first name, K-O-S-E-L-I, cummings, C-U-M-M-I-N-G-S, at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening, and I love you all. (laughs)